What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to freaking Batman News Weekly, episode 17, ladies and gentlemen. We are in December. It is winding down. Christmas is coming really fast. Uh, one thing I noticed that I never do on this thing is if you're new to Batman News Weekly and you have no idea what this podcast is about, I've only ever mentioned this on episode one, but this podcast is actually where you can get all the news you want for the Cape Crusader, the Dark Knight, the main man, that's actually Lobo, but he is the main man to me, freaking Batman, Bruce Wayne, everything that happens during the week that is notable, that is exciting, we talk about it here, I am your host Juice Wayne, my co-host here is Fanboy Clay, and uh, yeah, we talk all things Batman here on the podcast, Clay, tell everybody what's up. What's up guys, yeah, you know, I, you know, we, we talk freaking movie news, video game news, comic book news, and like Ju said, anything that has any relevance for Batman himself, we will talk about. And it may be really slow weeks, and so sometimes we you know, only have comic book stuff to talk about because that is the only constant with Batman mm-hmm. recently. But the source material. Exactly. Uh, really good source material. Sometimes yep. not the best. Well, yeah, most and, of the time. <laughs> and, and I will say... It it is again divided this week, but oh, that course. is we we will explain all of that. But man, uh, how you been? How you been? It's been a week since we did, and you know it's weird that we have these conversations because we see each other almost every day because we also yeah. work together. Well, we haven't seen each other in like five days, so you went on a three day break. Yeah, and I went on a two day break for my days off, so we haven't seen each other in a while. And it was funny because the moment we got to work, we just started like headbutting <laughs> with this freaking Batman issue. And, like and, we always and I, I want to say that's kind of the worst thing about working together. Like we enjoy mm-hmm. talking about it, but it's yeah. like save it for the podcast, save it yeah, for the podcast. It's just so hard. But and and I literally said that in today's conversation, and then you were like, "Well, this and that," and I was like, "No, it's this." And I was just like. <laughs> I'm like, no, like, I have to get the point out, like, right away. And I wish we could videotape these podcasts for you guys because we get animated when it comes to these, like, discussions. Oh, or at man. least I do, 100%. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's just so funny. We actually had we had two other coworkers in the room when we were discussing this. And one of them, like, one of them doesn't care. She's just, oh, she just thinks we're nerds. But the other guy, I could tell he was listening to us, and he, like, chuckled at one point for something. And then you were remember. like, it's true. And I was like, yeah, yeah, it's like, it's true. <laughs> but it's just so funny because, like, me and Clay constantly, like, if we're passionate about it, we're trying to counter. Like, we expect, we respect each other's opinions, but we're low-key trying to get each other to, like, no, you agree with me. And, like, that's exactly what is happening, which I find oh, hilarious. Man. Um so we are going to do the podcast a little differently today because there is only really one Batman comic book to talk about, and it is Batman 84, which is the penultimate issue before Tom King's number 85, which will be kind of the end of his Batman run on the main title. But then, of course, he is going to go on to do 12 issues of Batcat, um, which we will get hopefully starting in March. There has been no confirmation of that, but we will hopefully be getting that soon. Uh, but from we, – we actually read this. I read this, like – Tuesday night so Clay read it a little bit earlier than than I had uh, because we've been having some issues with the books and stuff like that it's getting harder to review these a lot earlier but um yeah we had heard people reading this what before Thanksgiving right I I guess they sent them early out they sent these books I think we recorded last week on Wednesday 
right? Yeah, before Thanksgiving. Yeah. yeah. So people were already getting the books Wednesday night. Yeah. Uh, so, it, so it was kind of like I was kind of on edge because I was like, man, are we going to get this book early? Do I have to yeah. go out of my way to buy these books? Because I haven't been buying books for a good like six months now. Yeah. So it's, you know, just that conflicting thing. And then all of a sudden, you know, our, our contact was like, hey, we finally were able to find something for you guys. And they were able to give us the books that we wanted, of course. Yeah. But so all in all. You know, it, it went out fine. I read it early in the morning, I think, on Monday, maybe. Yeah, maybe Sunday. I, yeah. And I was just like, I don't like this. So that, that <laughs> that's, that's one thing for me. Uh, I can already yeah. truly say that I didn't like the issue. And we'll go into more detail. And I will say, the one part that juice we were literally just talking about before, before we started recording i had to stop um, us talking I'm like we'll just talk about it on the podcast uh i will go ahead and say uh i've had two other conversations today that mm-hmm. gave your exact reasoning mm-hmm. uh and so i can kind of see where you know i'm i'm i can i can say okay yes that may be true but yeah. when i my first initial read uh, it didn't make any sense. It kind of yeah. got me. Let's frustrated. just jump into it because everybody's yeah. like, "What the hell are they talking about?" For for sure, so, for sure. Yeah. So with this issue of Batman, uh, if you guys didn't read Batman eighty three, which we talked about, it was when Bruce finally found out about Alfred's death, and he's just super pissed, and it ended with him stepping up to his father and just being like one last time for Alfred, and that happens. That that starts in the first page of this issue. And, you know, freaking Thomas punches Batman. It's in the same scene with the same characters and everything like that. And then it goes into all the way back to... I don't remember the issue this happened in. I want it, I want to say it was after Nightmares. But it was freaking... Uh, it was like 61, I think, or I 62. Can, I can tell you right now. Yeah, actually. which keep, it's keep where going. Bruce actually fought his father in a pit that was supposed to be able to bring his mother back. And we got a cliffhanger of not knowing what Batman got out of the pit. And I want to say it was like 83 or 84. But, uh, I mean, uh, 73 or 74. And what happened was we finally got the answer of who got out of the pit. We kind of already had guessed at this wow, point you that it was Thomas Wayne. impeccable memory. What, right, 70, what 73 is them walking through yeah. the desert. So it would be 74. 74. Yeah. Okay. I thought so. Um, yeah, because I remember it happened right before City of Bane, and that started at 75, so that was easy. But anyways, we got the answer to that, and we have, like, this little quote that, you know, freaking Thomas is saying that plays into what happens later. We find the origin of this quote, and then it it basically goes back in time, and this is what Clay didn't like, but basically it starts for, like, we saw when Thomas Wayne met Bane, and then it goes back to what happened to Thomas Wayne before meeting Bane, and it was him, like, seeing Batman, uh, you know, getting married, getting proposed to, or and it well, had, like, him seeing the that, Joker. Be- so, an easier way to explain this is, yeah. in all sense of the, of the explanation, mm-hmm. this is the history of Flashpoint Batman from the very beginning to now in reverse. And I know that yeah. sounds weird. But technically, if you were to read this book backwards, 
you would get from when Thomas was reading that really creepy animal book to Bruce as a kid to that the point awesome. where Bruce got shot instead of the instead of the Waynes and then his evolution into Batman, Flashpoint Batman, then uh and, and some things are more revealed and we'll talk about that later, but uh, you know, it like I said, it goes in reverse. So you see th- him escaping the nan pit you see him uh you know because it goes earlier you see him confront bane about how he wants to help it goes even earlier than that which these two i feel so it's weird because in this sense if you read it the way it's supposed to be read Mm -hmm. tom king is saying that Flashpoint Batman did not want to get involved until literally until 50. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Well, technically, hold on. I'm trying to remember. Because look where he is fighting Joker. He's, he, he found Joker. That was 40. That was something. That was like, that wasn't 50. That was 48 and 49. Yeah. So, yeah. Which I mean, it's plausible. I mean, because we don't see him until 50. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I can buy that. I don't see any of the crazy evidence that's not um, to refute that. But, yeah, I mean, and he, then, is, he was watching him this whole time, though, yeah. apparently. Yeah, and so then you do see sense. the earlier, earlier, earlier how he was spying on them during the Super Friends date, he mm-hmm. during the proposal. And then you actually see the one thing that people have been wanting to know, how did he get onto this main timeline with everybody else because we know flashpoint is not a different earth it is a different timeline so the reveal is that reverse flash was the one to put him in this timeline this is the part where i got frustrated Mm -hmm. now you have explained it here with evidence because you have uh, the button. I reread a lot. Clay's not a rereader, so that's why my details are a little bit better, in my opinion. Yeah. With, I, with I, Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, in all honesty, if there is a good enough story and a good enough, like, like detail-wise, mm-hmm. I will remember it. There's yeah. a lot of things that I've remembered with Flash, with Superman, with Nightwing, that I can just, like, as soon as I notice something, I'm like, oh, that's just, like, in this issue here. Yeah. And I've talked a lot about that with Mark from uh, Comic Book Legion podcast. Mm. This, and I've I've said it here before on this podcast, but I'll say it again. I did not start reading Batman until fifty. Until fifty, but I was reading Flash, and mm. because I was reading Flash, I had to read Batman issues twenty one and twenty two yeah. to get the entire story of the button when I was reading Flash. Mm-hmm. So I have those issues and yeah. I'm okay with like, okay, this is the story. But in my mind, I had thought and I had remembered, okay, reverse flash is dead. He cannot be the one to send, you know, Thomas yeah. Wayne to this timeline. And that's why in my mind I was like, okay, okay. Skeets was revealed in issue 50 that mm-hmm. makes the most sense. He's the time traveler. That is how Tom Keen is going to explain it. And he didn't. Mm-hmm. Now, in a tweet from Tom King, he... Today or recently? Today. Okay. Today, 
he posted the picture of the Joker and Tom King and Thomas Wayne Batman talking. Mm-hmm. And he says, Batman 84 is out today. Anyone get the obscure banana reference? Because Batman asks, where, mm-hmm. like, who told you that they were getting married? Yeah. And Joker says, it's actually a funny story. I got a call from a banana. Mm-hmm. People are... Assuming that's Skeets? Yeah. Assuming that it's Skeets. But some people actually just posted... I'm looking at the uh, comments now. Uh, in mm-hmm. DC Nation issue number zero, which was a free comic book day issue... Joker yeah. tells that random guy that he was like inside his house. Remember, he kept him hostage. Yeah, he even says, "You see, I heard from a banana. Batman's getting married." Mm-hmm. So another reference to this banana. Mm-hmm. And Tom King comments on that and says, "Ah, you rock. That's the one." But there's no. It says here, it's from DC Nation Zero, Banana refers to Bane, and then Tom King puts the two thumbs up. Mm -hmm. So, I guess that makes it a little bit, make it a little bit more sense, because if you read it the way the book says, it says earlier, he heard from a banana, and then he goes to Bane. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, I always thought that Bane was the one that told everybody. Like, that's how I go. So, yes, right now with the biggest thing is the Skeets is unknown still at this point. Yes. Again, if, like, you know, being a Batman fan, reading everything, I could just say that this is from the gift because that was a huge thing, although it doesn't tie in as nicely as everything else is tied in. Yeah, it, is it, what I'll it, say. it doesn't tie in as a part of either Thomas or Bane's plan. Yeah. That's, and so that's ultimately I, it. Yeah, it could definitely be, uh, I think the term's like a red herring, right? Where it yeah. doesn't mean mm-hmm. anything. Uh-huh. And because a lot of people, it could have been to throw you off from Reverse Flash. And because that's the one thing we thought. We're like, oh, I remember telling, I don't know if it was telling you or telling Rob. I was like, did you see Skeets at the bottom of that page? And they were like, what? And I was like, yeah, Skeets is at the bottom of that page. And they were like, oh, shit, like that's crazy. And so we were thinking, like, that's probably how Thomas, you know, is there and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. So it could have been a red herring to throw everybody off. I know you said that somebody asked him that Skeets would be explained, and it could have just been a lie. Because I'm pretty sure he gets been bombarded every single day about, like, oh, when is this going to be revealed? What about this? What about this? I've even tweeted him before about his freaking Detective 1000 book. And I was all like, oh, so Nightwing's back because Batgirl has her new suit. So how is he back? Like, because she got that after he got shot. And he was like, uh. So, you know, you can kind of take that. Sometimes they just, shit happens in comic books. Um, But I I wouldn't be surprised if it was a red herring, to be honest, to throw us off. Because I feel like comic book fans, unfortunately, will try to solve every mystery possible. And I think it's really hard, especially with solicitations, to actually keep this kind of stuff secret or surprise. Either way, we see the reverse flash. And the reasoning for this, because a lot of you are probably really confused, like, what the hell does the reverse flash have to do with anything? Uh, 
Thomas Wayne killed the reverse Flash in Flashpoint. So they actually Which, have yeah, a it, grudge. It actually does uh, reference that in this issue as well. Yeah. Um, it shows the ending of those two characters in Flashpoint mm-hmm. where there is a big fight between the uh, Amazons, the mm-hmm. Atlantean uh, army, and they were all just caught in the middle of it. Yeah. And uh, uh, what's the name? Thomas Wayne actually grabs the sword of either one of the Amazons or Deathstroke. I can't remember which one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and impales the back of of Reverse Flash, and he's lying there dead. But and that was when the reverse uh, the, the the Flashpoint timeline was going to end. It was going to mm-hmm. be erased, and that's what brought the New Fifty Two. But it shows here that something happened, and it kept it in flux. Yeah, and that is how he was able to still be brought back. With for a little story. bit of time yeah of the button yeah. yeah because with the button he you know they're confused like how am i still here they talk about it in the button if you go and actually read those issues and then of course at the end of the button we think it disappeared too which it did but apparently reverse flash was able to actually get him out of there and bring him to this timeline because and... there is a like and we talked about this you know at work and it's a little hokey but it's a good way to really use the reverse flash in any situation to mm-hmm. unfortunately pull out of your ass if you absolutely yeah. need to is the fact that the reverse flash because he is distorted times so many different times the only way and they explain the easiest way to explain this is if anybody's a fan of the DC CW shows um he's basically running away from his own timeline so that way he doesn't die like permanently is is what they've explained over and over again and so he himself like the actual reverse flash is always in the in the uh what's it called the 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 speed force speed force yeah and every other reverse flash that you see whether it be fighting barry or in flashpoint or anywhere is either a mirage or a speed double yeah and that's why they die so much exactly and so that is the explanation that like i said two of my friends have talked to me about uh Mm -hmm. today during work they gave that same excuse and you even saw it in the button theory clay not excuse (laughs) i i find it i i see it as an excuse rather than a theory or just because when I read it, it mm-hmm. didn't it didn't grasp me, mm-hmm. and whether that be my fault for not remembering completely from yeah. the button, or like I said, just that really hokey, uh, you know, thing that they've done to the Reverse Flash as a character, mm-hmm. you know, it is something that you could be like, oh, it's just this, and yeah. boom, argument over, you know. Yeah, well, so. I will say anything. I feel like anything, and my favorite show of all time deals with time all the time. I feel like any time travel stuff is BS, you know, most of the time. Because you, it's hard to keep a linear thing. That's why I say when you think about things, you have to do it in the Doctor Who mindset, where certain things are fixed points, everything else is always in flux and can change and can be done, whatever. Yeah, I will say, whether you think it's hokey or not, 
I love that Tom King actually connected stories and referenced an old classic story that is Flashpoint and added more history to it. Because I, he didn't ruin it at all. Because that's what sucks when people come in here and try to Kevin Smith it and like oh, yeah, yeah. take no, an no, iconic no. And, scene. And we, and we spoke that a little bit at work today also. Yeah. Is the fact that there was a lot of stuff that Thomas Wayne Flashpoint Batman's character had not been exposed or even told. So yeah. Tom King took this story to say, hey, I'm going to elaborate on that character. Yeah. And he did take from the uh, miniseries the side story of Flashpoint, the Flashpoint Batman story. He yeah, took a little bit from that. And then he elaborated even on that. Um, yeah. But as as we were saying earlier, this whole book goes with earlier and earlier and earlier. Mm-hmm. And you see that at a time, Batman confronts the Catwoman of his timeline. Mm-hmm. and she was broken and she basically had nothing else to live for and you know uh, uh uh the the big thing for this book altogether is you know kind of the trope of flash is that catwoman is batman's lightning rod yeah throughout every timeline yeah she's basically robin in yeah. this issue yeah. for him and so, because yeah, go ahead, go that, ahead. Yeah, it gets revealed later on that, you know, as a lot of people know, and that's why they like Flashpoint Batman, Thomas Wayne killed all the time. Since he, like, since the moment Bruce got shot, he killed people. And that was his thing. He doesn't have villains because he killed them until he meets Selina. And it's basically seen, like, and he was going to kill her too. And she says, like, kill me. I have nothing to live for. I have no family. I have nothing. Nobody will forget or remember me. And he doesn't pull the trigger, and then that's when he's like, I have a son named Bruce. He would have been about your age. And they build this friendship, and she basically becomes his Robin, pretty much, although she's still Catwoman. And um, he starts learning. She's basically the good person here, and she tries to bring his humanity back. And he even says, he was like, this is a lot easier when I was killing these people. And she's all like, but now you have the happiness or whatever. So basically, he's kind of like... Like Dick Grayson is to Bruce Wayne is what yeah. he's basically she's his daughter or, you know, she's yeah, whatever. And um, so we see that. And I thought that was pretty cool because it's not necessarily like, you know, they're not doing it or anything like here, like Bruce and Selena do. But it's just a saying that Batman always needs a Catwoman. You know what I mean? Kind of like how the doctor always needs a companion or vice versa. You know what I mean? And I think it's just like really cool that Catwoman is that, you know, per se lightning rod and i thought that was just a really cool and there's a lot of parallels to thomas wayne and selena and freaking bruce and selena you know they play off a lot of things that happened there like when they first met on a roof or in a bank or whatever there's yeah. a lot of little things like that and you know thomas is constantly saying like oh you would have liked bruce blah 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 kind of foreshadowing stuff there and i thought that was kind of cool and then there is this one scene in the book and we're not talking about it in order anymore because like it is it's going in reverse it's just easier to talk about stuff and certain points but uh she actually gets killed by the joker which is kind of paying homage to the whole you know killing joke thing when freaking barbara got shot so this is one of thomas's things he just knows that everything bad happens to batman and so we see that basically joker's wife kills selena and then of course it's referenced later that you know thomas he's like drinking on bruce's bed and he's like your mom killed herself today uh, after I told her, like, that you became me, basically. 
and uh, she died laughing, is what he says. And that's when he goes to, you know, the, get taken by reverse flash, and then he starts watching them, and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And then, um, let's see. the what, And then what? It, what's revealed in this story, and this is where I really enjoyed it, because I liked, I loved all the little references. I love how things connect because I just, I'm a big fan of that. I like when people take stories and white, broaden them without destroying the original. We find out that after, I mean, before Bruce dies, Thomas Wayne made his own vow that he would protect Bruce at all costs, no matter what, from evil. That's basically what he says here. So, knowing Batman, this being a Batman podcast, the biggest thing that Batman does is he's always had a vow to protect the innocent and not kill. And that was his thing. He's going to become the Dark Knight to protect everybody. That was his vow, and that's why he becomes Batman. So we find out that even a Batman in another timeline, that is Thomas Wayne, has his own vow, and that is why he's fighting Bruce. Now, a lot of people might think that's dumb, But Thomas Wayne has lived the Batman life. He knows that this is a terrible life to live. Like, people are going to die. You're going to lose people. The people closest to you are going to disappear. Also, one thing we didn't mention is Joker also kills, or Martha Wayne kills Alfred in this. Um, So that's another crazy thing. Um, So Batman constantly loses people, and he doesn't want that for Bruce in the timeline we're used to. And that is why he's working with Bane. He wants to break Bruce to where he'll just live a normal life and he'll let go of Batman because Thomas knows the pain. So now we're having these two Batman that are fighting each other and they're both protecting their vows and they're living by these vows. And we'll see what happens in the final issue. I personally enjoyed that of this story. Um, I see Clay's argument of it being easier to read if you reversed it. Me, the reason why I didn't mind this is because I prefer stuff like this or I enjoy stuff like this. Have you ever seen like Memento, stuff like that, where things are going in reverse? I enjoy that creative aspect of this. And we were just going in, in, you know, it was going in reverse. I had no issue with it, but I could see why people maybe thought it was annoying. But so I would say take away, I guess I'll ask you this question. Take away the reverseness or whatever. The story in general, did you like it or did you not? I in in general taking the different parts of it, mm-hmm. I in I I took it for what it was and I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. You know, we already had this argument the the last issue or the issue before that. Sorry, you know, one thing that we argued about was the bullet to the brain with Bane. Yeah, you know, and we re- it is revealed here in the very last page that Bane is in Arkham mm-hmm. and he is in a coma. He is not yeah. dead. He's in a coma. Okay. You know, so that explains that, but the one thing, and I know overall, this was Tom King's story, mm-hmm. but I don't like how Tom King made Bane, this ultimate smart badass, mm-hmm. to be duped by Batman, literally. Yeah, and I know that you can kind of make a joke that you know Batman always wins, and technically with the story, no matter who wins, Batman wins, mm-hmm. and you know that's kind of funny, I guess. Yeah. But you know, 
with how passionate Tom King was about this being a Bane story mm-hmm. and then flipping it to be a Thomas Wayne story, it kind of sucks. It kind of sucks for to have somebody in the limelight that hasn't really gotten the limelight since, you know, Nightfall. Yeah. Where he b- literally broke Batman's back and he's kind of just been that one muscle guy that all the other villains hire or, you know, is just the the guy who gets busted for, you know, Venom all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I I actually enjoyed I Am Bane, I Am Gotham, like the whole first arc of this run. Yeah. A lot of people said that, like, after I Am Bane, they kind of fell through with this and didn't like it. I still very much enjoyed it. And I wanted to see where Tom King was taking Bane. But to ultimately find out that all he wanted to do was put Bane in a coma kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so I will say, because I, I didn't really think about it in that sense, but I will say it actually makes a little bit more sense. And I do think that Bane actually had his time to shine. He just got outplayed by Thomas Wayne. And I, I totally get what you're saying there. It would have been better if he actually you know ended the story and stuff. Um, but what I do say is Bane did really after this issue and it was revealed that you know he basically shows up right before the wedding bane controlled this whole narrative until that point and so thomas wayne wasn't the one like you know he didn't plan all the i am bane stuff and i know that's a question you had when i said that i think thomas wayne's the actual main villain here you were like you're saying he just showed up at 50 this just explains it he shows up right before 50 to get involved and um so that means that everything that happened before 50 was still all of bane's plan it's just Thomas saw his opportunity. He's like, all right, I'm going to help this dude break my son. And then when it didn't work, he's like, fuck it. I'm going to take it into my own hands and just do it this way. And that's why he ends up shooting Bane because he doesn't need him anymore. It doesn't help. You know, it's like it's kind of over. Like, all right, it didn't work. So now we're going to do it my way. And he takes over everybody. And he's like, all right, I'm breaking you. Just marry the damn girl and stop being Batman. Yeah. So I, I kind of see that. But I will say that it still goes down to freaking Bane took over Gotham City like nobody ever has before in the history of Batman. And that is still going to be one of the most iconic scenes or one of the most iconic things to be done to Gotham City because nobody has ever done that. Like, he controlled the whole city. The Justice League couldn't come in. Nothing like that. He freaking had the cops being tied up. He had the villains running the city. Like, that's insane. That's pretty awesome. And granted, yeah, he ended up becoming the puppet in a puppet show, but uh, I still, I still think Bane is badass in my opinion. Um, but I did think it was better, and it makes a little bit more sense to me because you know Bane has been bested by Batman a whole bunch of times, so it's just kind of like why wouldn't he be bested this time? Well, granted, you could say that about every supervillain in every superhero comic book. Mm-hmm. But um, I kind of like the idea that somebody took over Bane's plan and it has to be Thomas Wayne, who Batman has never beat before. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's just kind of how I see it. It's kind of like something Batman would do. He would take advantage of a bad situation or good situation in this situation. You know? Yeah. So um, I just found it really interesting. Uh, like I said, the only thing I would question is Skeets, to be honest, um, because... I'd have to go back and read the gift. I actually haven't read that in a while. So I don't know if there's any little details there that could kind of give something away. Um, or maybe we find out in 85. Yeah. Um, 
So I don't know. We'll have to see. But I'm enjoying it. Like I said, I was not expecting the reverse flash thing. Love that he tied in so much of it into Flashpoint. And I can understand why some people might not like this. But I think at this point, if you're still reading at 84, you're either hate reading this or you're reading this because you actually enjoy the story. <laughs> or maybe you're reviewing it for a podcast. So yeah. I don't know. So, uh, but you could, you know, again, you could say that about any freaking story. I don't think there's been one story that has been universally loved by everybody. Maybe Rebirth, but I don't know. I mean, I genuinely think that, uh, yeah, you know what? Yeah, probably Rebirth. Because uh, I was going to say Doomsday Clock number one. Mm, yeah, maybe. Well, it wasn't universally liked by Alan Moore. I can tell you that much. Well, yeah, I so. mean, excluding Alan Moore. And honestly, I, <laughs> I think, because even the guys that genuinely, like, I know a few people that genuinely just hate read this book. Yeah. But they also hate read it because they have to review it on their podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, so, like, even they love anything that Jeff Johns writes. Now, they're not yeah. entirely loving Shazam right now because of the delays mm -hmm. and everything. But even with the delays, they sit down and read Doomsday Clock even after yeah. months and months of delays. And they they actually still enjoy it. So I honestly think that Johns yeah. just has that magic touch. So, Yeah, he could. I mean, we'll see what he does in Three Jokers, though, because uh, apparently they're trying to you know, the take most some defenses on that yeah, one. Yeah, the, uh, the most controversial yeah. Batman opinion in... Uh, what, what, yeah. Who was it? Who was it? Who the who's the uh, artist? That was Fabic, right? Yeah, yeah. that said it. Fabic yeah. said his most yeah. controversial opinion on Batman is actually the ending of the Three Jokers. So, yeah, it'll be interesting I swear to, to see. God, if the Joker is like Batman, Red Hood, and Batgirl all in their mind or something stupid, I would say fuck Jeff Johns, <laughs> like one hundred percent. Put it on this podcast. My theory for Three Jokers is that Joker just has split personalities. And that got hinted at in Justice League, which I totally pointed out at one point. We weren't yeah, doing this it podcast was, uh, yet. It was Justice League issue was, number 13. Yeah, the Doomsday Clock, where he totally freaking makes Lex Luthor look like a dumbass. Yeah. Like, he outsmarts Lex Luthor so much in that issue, and I loved it. And, uh, yeah, he says he changes his personality three times before breakfast or something like that. Yeah. Which is, boom, that would make sense. And, or it's either going to be that, or it's going to be something along the lines of... Each person in that family, because if you guys don't know anything about Three Jokers, it's supposed to revolve around Red Hood, Batgirl, and Batman, who all have a very strong history with the Joker. Obviously, Batman, that's his arch enemy, but Red Hood was killed by the Joker, and Barbara was paralyzed by the Joker. So they both have, all three of them have some trauma. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it's the way they all see the Joker. There's still one Joker, but they all view him very differently. Yeah. And that's how there's three Jokers. Um, but I, do, I still think that is kind of that would be kind of a cop-out with the whole Mobius chair being this godlike thing. Um, and saying that there's three different Jokers. But if Joker was so crazy that when he switches his personality, he is completely different. And the Mobius chair just, well, you know, he's three different people in those mindsets. That's a little bit more believable to me than, you know, different perspectives yeah. of how you view somebody. But anyways, that is Batman 84, ladies and gentlemen. Just another one. I'm pretty sure we'll be doing this again in two weeks. Clay will hate the ending, 
and we'll be going <laughs> back and forth on this as well. But um, moving on from there, uh, I guess some quickie news. Joker, the movie, is coming out on December 17th on digital, and it's the 20... No, it's January 7th for the physical copy. Really? Yeah. That far? Damn. Okay, so you probably if you want to see it, if you haven't seen it, which how dare you, uh, it'll be coming out on the 17th of December for digital. So that's what I'll be getting. I'll be getting it right on 17th. And then, so yeah, January 7th, which is your birthday? Yeah. You said? Yeah. Yeah, so Clay's birthday, ladies and gentlemen, on the 7th of January. Uh, you can go pick yourself up Joker. Uh, so there's that. What else? Uh, so Clay was mentioning Robert Pattinson saying something yeah, so, about the Batman. I don't know anything about this, so he's going to So there has been two things that have been swarming Twitter and just the internet lately. Um, Robert Pattinson actually had a small interview on the Today Show. And he was talking more about the lighthouse and, you know, what all that is about. and But he did touch up a little bit on that he is very eager to, of course, start the Batman and, you know, where that will all take him. Uh, we've talked plenty about that in our speculations of, you know, where the suit will go, how he will be uh, in his physique and all that. But yeah. uh, one very funny thing that he said was uh, that, uh, he thinks it's impossible to replicate what happened with the Twilight films. Mm -hmm. And he said, I'm hoping it won't be people hanging outside my place. And Robert Pattinson, I don't know if you're <laughs> finding every Batman podcast that you can find to, you know, listen to, you know, what people think about the character or whatnot. But if you are listening to this podcast in particular, let me just tell you, Twilight was the film Twilight when you filmed it was in 2008 that means mm -hmm. the books were written about probably 2005 to 2006 so that has been around for 10 11 years yeah batman has been around since 1939 80 years <laughs> i'm pretty yeah. sure batman has accumulated a little bit more fandom than twilight yeah. has so like you said today it may not be the stereotypical Justin Bieber-esque fans going crazy outside the door. No, instead, you're going to have grown-ass men yeah. crying over you in theaters, at conventions, at mm -hmm. press releases, everywhere. Maybe outside your house. And, and quite possibly outside your house. Yeah, and especially if you fuck <laughs> it up somehow because you ruin their childhood and blah, blah, blah. You're exactly. You're not manly enough or whatever. You're not buff enough because... Ben Affleck super ruined that for you. Um, so, <laughs> but, yeah, just uh, get ready for that, my friend. And then the other controversial conversation came up once again. Is Batman a superhero? This was also in the exact same interview on the Today Show. And Robert Pattinson actually said that Batman is not a superhero. He says it does not count. You need to have, like, magical powers to be a superhero. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this is a debate that everybody likes to have about Batman, you know? Yeah. And technically, I think... I, I don't want to go, you know, on dictionary.com and say superhero because, yeah. honestly, if you... If there had to be a picture with 
superhero in the dictionary, it's either going to be Superman or Batman. Let's yeah. let's just face it. That's just how it'll be. But yeah, Marvel it ain't Iron in, Man. Nobody cares. In my mind, Batman is a vigilante. But yeah. Juice also said, <laughs> technically, if you think about it, aren't all superheroes vigilantes? Mm-hmm. And that is also true. Yeah, if you're not working with the police department and following every single law ever, if you're, you're a vigilante. If if you're not following, like if you do not work for the state or for the government, you are a vigilante. So technically, all of these heroes yeah. are vigilantes. So Robert yeah. Pattinson is correct. Batman is not a superhero. He is a vigilante. So if anybody wants to get angry yeah. about that, but I heard that he's later earlier on he said that like he can change his mind because he wears a cape or something like that. Like I heard, I was like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, it was dumb. The, it was a random quote that I saw in an article about that where he was talking about you need have magical powers, whatever. And then at the end, it said like he lamented later, saying like, "Well, he does have a cape or something like that, so maybe that makes him a superhero." And I was like, "That has nothing to do with that." But all right. So, whoever doesn't wear a cape, Green Arrow, you're not a superhero. Yeah, I guess. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, you know, Batman doesn't even have a contingency plan for him, so, you know, maybe he's not. (laughs) So, uh, uh, you guys have to read Deceased uh, 6 to find that one out, or to get the context for that, I should say. Is it 5 or 6? Whatever. Just read Deceased altogether. Um, But, yeah, so there's that Battinson news, if you want any of that. Uh, but apparently he is reading a lot of stuff from the comic book, so get excited about that. So that's kind of cool. Uh, what else do we have after that? Should we just jump into Harley Quinn and freaking Titans talk? Yeah, I, I think I think uh... we should. Okay. I mean, there's a uh, small news came out today, or not even news. Uh, Harley Quinn and the Emancipation of One Harley Quinn uh, debuted a new poster. Um, yep. It looks trailer coming out this weekend. Cool. Yeah, at uh, the trailer. Yeah, especially uh, Birds of Prey trailer coming out. Uh, CC uh, CCC XP. No CCXP. Like yeah, there's too yeah. many C's. It's a Brazil uh, convention. Yeah, convention. Yeah, uh, in Brazil, there's gonna be a big DC esque panel uh, with Wonder yeah. Woman, with Birds of Prey, and also it's been rumored and quite possibly some sort of either concept or talk about yeah. the Batman costume. So it would be awesome if they do that, but also this is also the Batmobile boom and have the concept of that because uh, not to be outdone or not to be left out of the party because they always want to be in the spotlight. Kevin Feige apparently is showing up there as well and he's going to drop the new Marvel slate. Yeah. He, so that that came out like, I, I think Feige came out with that. I want to say like maybe two weeks after we had found yeah. out that DC was going to have a big presence. So mm-hmm. I was like, ah, you bastard. Like, of course they, you know, they're, they're Disney. They can't let anybody else have the spotlight. Yeah. So um, we'll see. But I think if you freaking drop a bat suit or even a Batmobile, people are going to lose their shit. Um, and we'll see what happens with that Wonder Woman trailer too. So uh, yeah. So get excited for that. There's going to be a lot of good stuff there. Go check out the juice reacts channel because I'll have reactions to both of those trailers when they drop so definitely keep an eye out to that go subscribe uh but we're gonna jump into entertainment news now we switched up the podcast a little bit because we knew we were gonna speak about batman a lot 
Um, I should say the comic. We talk about Batman all the time. But uh, Harley Quinn, the animated series, dropped on DC Universe this past Friday, right? Am I yes, correct? Friday. Friday. And uh, it was something else. I will say that. <laughs> they said that this cartoon was going to not be for kids. It, and is... it was going to be more adult. It is not for kids. Not at all. Do not show your kids this cartoon. Do not put it on and leave the room because your kids will start saying some things. You are definitely going to not want them to be saying. Um, but with that, I fucking loved it. Because it, I love seeing some of my favorite characters in adult situations. <laughs> so uh, I thought this was really cool. And I think Harley Quinn is the perfect character for a batshit crazy show like this. I don't know if you could do this with any other character, to be honest. Because it's so wacky. It's so weird. And, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, it, you have a freaking almost cracked-out Gordon in this show, which I found so hilarious. He's just, like, hyped up on coffee, but he's like, Harley Quinn! Like, it's just so ridiculous. <laughs> and Batman is, like, still very stoic and Batman-y, which I found so great because everybody else is, like, saying fuck and this and that and, like, I'll kill you and just doing random shit. And uh, Batman's just like, Harley Quinn. Like, you know, he's just stoic where everybody else is all cracked out. And, uh, yeah, Poison Ivy's going to have a big presence in this show. She's like Harley Quinn's best friend. They haven't really confirmed a love interest. I wouldn't be surprised if that happens later on because this is basically Harley. I, I think this whole season is going to be like Harley Quinn shoving it to the Joker, basically. Yeah. And that's what she says at the end of this. She's like, I'm only keeping you alive so you can see me rise to the top or some shit like that. And so I think this is going to be her getting over the Joker I wouldn't be surprised if she bangs freaking Ivy by the end of this. And there's banging, ladies and gentlemen. They're happening. They don't show it, but they definitely insinuate it. Oh, yeah. Harley Quinn literally tells Ivy to leave because things are about to get dirty or nasty when yeah. she meets the Joker. So And, like, they literally the lick their face and, like, yeah. it, it gets it's weird. Insane. It gets weird. It's hilarious. I will say... Um, when I initially watched this or even just like setting it up to get to, to watch it, I'm my humor. I don't know. It's just it took me forever to finally sit down and watch The Office. Yeah. And because I just didn't think that it was going to be my cup of tea. I mm -hmm. love that show. I have yeah. yet to sit down and watch Rick and Morty. People say mm -hmm. if I like The Office, I will like Rick and Morty. Um mm -hmm. But Rick and Morty kind of goes above and beyond what the office is even able to do. Oh, yeah, um, for sure. So, but I will say, there was definite parts in here that it had me rolling. Um, mm -hmm. My, I think I, I said one of my favorite scenes was when Harley Quinn finally realized that it wasn't, uh, uh, Joker wasn't in, Joker love, in with love with her. her. And yeah. like this whole scene that she had stuck in her head, she's like, oh, yeah, he proposed to me, you know? There was like yeah. a whole orchestra and like all these different things, and he had a ring. It was it was it was great. It was awesome, and freaking Poison Ivy's like, get it through your thick skull. That was not an orchestra. And while she's yeah. saying all these things, you see the memory kind of morph in Harley's brain, and mm -hmm. the orchestra turns into Joker goons. The ring turns into a grenade pick, yeah. and. Joker hands the grenade to Harley Quinn and he just runs off. And that's when Harley realizes, oh, Joker doesn't love me. He loves Batman. Yeah. And 
I thought that was just absolutely hilarious, just the way they kind of just made that concept. And then also when uh, Joker's talking to Harley and it's just like, I hate how everybody is starting to like the Riddler. Riddler isn't hot shit at all. The only mm-hmm. thing that bastard has going for him is that he's an indirect asshole. And I <laughs> thought that was hilarious because that's what riddles are. They're just like, yeah. just they're indirect ways to like get people to do things. And it's just like, God damn it. I, it, it I, I could very much see somebody like even like Tim Drake or Nightwing in the middle mm-hmm. of a Riddler like riddle and just be like god damn like this is so fucking easy this is so stupid that we have to do this like to play along with riddler's game right now so so that was absolutely funny um it does suck that this is gonna be a once a week thing you know i was used to uh young justice being like three three episodes. episodes or even uh two now it did drop uh on the second half of season three it did drop to one episode a mm. week but after two weeks of dropping three so you know i i hope that these weeks go by fast just because i do want to see this show i think it is going to be funny um yeah i do like how you said you know batman is the constant like stoic batman character and yeah. everybody else is just kind of bonkers um so I we saw a sneak preview to the next episode that has Kite Man in it. Yeah, think, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it's the next episode or oh, okay. a, an episode after that. But yeah, it e- looks hilarious. Even though. Tom King tweeted about that and said, "Ha, huh, I have a legacy," and it sh- <laughs> it shows uh, Kite Man on the floor, like face planted, and he says, "Hell yeah!" So yeah, which is very popular to the current Tom King Batman run. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I thought I thought Harley Quinn's awesome. I like I said, I love that DC's not scared to take a chance like this. You know, they're not trying to like we got to market it to kids. Uh, no, they're like straight up Harley Quinn talking about fucking and all this kind of stuff in that show, and she's oh, yeah. beating people over the head with her mallet. She got her new outfit. She got her new. She switched from the mallet to the bat. Like you see that kind of stuff in there. And it's really cool. And I think Kelly Coco actually does a really good voice for Harley Quinn with this type of style. Yeah. Because uh, I know, I think everybody would be so into, or so used to, you know, um, what's her name? Uh, I'm forgetting her name. Uh, the original. Um, uh, not Tara Strong, but the original OG. But there, Tara Strong is a good yeah, replacement for, for her. Sure. Um, uh, but yeah, I think a lot of people are so used to that Harley Quinn voice. But I think Kelly Coco fits really well with this new modern version of harley quinn so uh yeah that's the one thing i didn't notice because there have been some harley quinns in other animated series where i'm like oh my god this is bad which the other chick from big bang theory i didn't like her iteration of no it. not at yeah, all hers was not good um I, I love you on big bang theory if you're listening to this but i just didn't like your harley quinn sorry <laughs> um but yeah no anyways this is definitely a show i'll continue watching uh and yeah i mean I, i'm glad they got uh something another animated show on there and i hope that they do more and i wouldn't be surprised if we end up seeing harley quinn on hbo max so if you're not able to get dc universe but you're gonna have hbo max pretty sure you'll be able to watch it in the future and it'll probably just be ending around that time i don't know how many episodes they're gonna have so we'll see yeah i'm not sure what the episode count is on this on the series so probably at least 10 maybe yeah i would think but i don't know anyways we're gonna go on to the last thing we're gonna talk about in this freaking podcast this week 
And uh, we talked about this a little bit on the last one. We were super excited about the final episode of Titans. And I think we can both agree that it was a pretty big disappointment. Yeah, it was rough. So I'm going to give Clay, let Clay take the floor on this one first and then I'll end it out. But uh, yeah, the Nightwing suit's cool at least. Now let me say, (laughs) and, and I'm pretty sure I've also said this on the podcast as well. Nightwing is my number one favorite Batman character. I absolutely love Nightwing. This was a very big point in history for me personally to get Nightwing on the small screen, on a screen altogether that wasn't animated. This was going to be amazing. And let me just say, this is it the first was. live action Nightwing, isn't yes, it? Yes, it is. Yeah. Uh the the batons the the, oh, the awesome. so so epic i've already seen somebody turn it into a gif where he like goes around his back with it and everything yeah so beautiful amazing i love that man as nightwing but let me just say this show i can already tell you right now season mm-hmm. three is going to be awesome with a really shitty season finale because this is yeah. what two in a row two in a row they've had good seasons with really mm. crappy finales. Season one was okay. It was okay. It was yeah. okay. Now anything th- with Hawk and Dove was good. Yes. Everything else. Mm. Yes, I I absolutely love Hawk and Dove. I hope the rumors are true that they're going to get their spinoff, and whether it be you know anywhere from three to six episodes, I'll still be fine with mm. it as long as I just get my Dawn. Ooh. Yeah. Mm. Dawn is Bay. Yes. Yeah. Um. But you know. Here are the issues with the story, with this finale. And this this is full spoiler territory, so if you haven't yeah. seen it yet, go ahead and turn off, watch it, be disappointed with us, and then come back. Yeah. So, for one, they hyped up Deathstroke so much throughout the entire season. From, from episode one, well, technically episode two, from episode two... Until now, Deathstroke was this huge presence that was going to get down and dirty, and there was going to be a big, epic fight. Mm -hmm. That fight was over in less than five minutes. Yeah, and he died like a bitch. And he died like a stupid bitch, dude. Like, I'm sorry. Like, for one, he died. That was the Mm -hmm. problem. Yeah. Two... The way he went out, so stupid, so anticlimactic. Yeah. It wasn't like an epic sword slash. It was literally as if Rose walked towards him with the sword mm-hmm. out and he walked into it, basically. Yeah, it was as bad as freaking uh, Bruce Wayne killing Rachel Gould in Gotham. And that show was trash. So just imagine that. Which I yeah, haven't seen. You haven't seen so... it, but it's, it's terrible. <laughs> Trust me. It's just so. Bad. So that that's the first part. And then we see the chaos that is in this carnival with mm-hmm. Beast Boy. And I was like, okay, this is interesting. You, They they basically are selling Superboy Connor to yeah. these warlords all over the world and to the highest bidder. And they basically mind-controlled uh, Gar just so that way he can be the villain that Connor fights. Yeah, And we see everybody in costume. At this point, which I absolutely loved, I think mm-hmm. the only one that wasn't in costume was Corey, was Starfire. Yeah, which she still hasn't got a costume, which is weird. Which, but apparently next season will be all about her, pretty much. Which also sucks, because 
they already have leaked photos of the original finale for season one and she has a costume they already have the costume made she has just Mm -hmm. yet to, to wear it and that sucks but so everybody confronts connor uh we have uh donna troy go mano y mano with connor blow for blow which could have been better which it could have been better but i yeah. but for me i understood oh i was like okay we yeah. had a really shitty first part let's make this the epic part you know mm-hmm. let's let's make this worthwhile and you know it didn't go great because all of a sudden dick was like hey rachel we're gonna use you to you know yeah. talk to his mind basically mm-hmm. and you know i understand that nightwing that dick grayson is the heart of this show like he yeah. is legitimately the heart of this show he brings everybody together and so he's the one that has to talk inside connor's brain he tells him hey you're better than this you can be with us you can be a titan basically and mm-hmm. they have this scene where they're inside of connor's brain and he like sees the sunlight and everything's hunky-dory and they get out of the whole mind control thing. And he goes to, uh, what's her name? Oh my gosh, the villain. Uh, uh, not The villain? Uh, the main chick? The black chick? Yeah, not Miss Tessmacher. Uh, uh, I don't know. I, Just villain lady. Yeah, the, the, the famous person who works for Lex Luthor. Um, oh yeah, 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 I got you. So... You know, he confronts her. She basically just runs away because they're not mm-hmm. going to kill anybody, of course. They run away. The day is saved. Cool. Mm-hmm. But there's one problem. In the trailers, they said somebody is going to rise, that being Nightwing, mm-hmm. and somebody is going to fall. Somebody's going to die. And you're like, yeah. okay, who is that going to be? The day is saved. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen? Is Deathstroke not really dead and is going to come back and kill somebody really epically? No. You wish. <laughs> I Oh, if that was the ending, that would have been a better ending. That would have been a yeah. super better ending. Mm-hmm. But, but no. you didn't get that. We didn't get that. No. A certain part of the carnival, like I guess mm-hmm. like a pillar that was electrified yeah. with lights, not mm-hmm. like super electricity, lights, light bulbs, the stuff that you buy at Walmart – yeah. Was in this pillar that was falling. Dawn was near civilians. She was pushing them all out of the way. It was about to fall on her. We didn't want Dawn to die. So I was like, yeah, oh, she's God, okay. she's yeah. going to die. I honestly thought Hank was going to run over there and he was going to mm-hmm. die. And I was like, well, I love Hawk as a character. Yeah. I don't want him to die. And so I'm like, shit, what's going to happen? Donna Troy runs over there with her super speed picks it up in an epic way and i'm like oh don't do this don't do this yeah. don't do this i already see what's gonna happen yeah. don't do this yep. she gets mm-hmm. shocked and Dead literally it. flops on this mm-hmm. pillar in such the like i don't think i have ever seen a worse death on screen like yeah in all honesty i have not seen a worse death on screen and it just looked horrible it looked absolutely horrible the funeral yeah. scene was just like, eh. And the ending shows that Rachel is going with the Amazons to better herself. Uh, Jason Todd is just, you know, just just drives away on his on his bike. Motorcycle. Yeah. And 
you know, the Titans have a family dinner and then are called upon because there's a there's something that's happening in downtown Los Angeles. Yeah. And that's the end of the episode. And mm-hmm. it was a total disappointment. Yeah, it was total crap. So there's a lot there's a lot to unpack here, which is unfortunate. Uh, so yes, first things first. Before even Deathstroke died like a bitch, Nightwing didn't even show up epically. You could it could have been so much more epic, right? Okay, so Nightwing, this is his time to shine, ladies and gentlemen. His time. So like his his friends are in danger. They're getting shot up by Deathstroke, who just magically was in this hallway for some reason or this alleyway. And he's shooting them all up. None of them get hit by bullets at all because this is the best fucking SUV that is made by Elon Musk, and it's bulletproof, apparently, except for the glass, which we saw in his <laughs> demo. Uh, it breaks. So, uh, yeah, they, none of them get shot. Or uh, Corey might have get shot, actually. I, I take that back. I think Corey got shot, and what's-her-name fixed her. So yeah. I take that back. I'm wrong. Um, but you hear this, somebody lands on the truck, and they're like, what's that? And it's freaking Dick Grayson, and he's there, and he goes to meet Deathstroke, and he's like, who's hurt, blah, blah, blah. He's like, take them away, like, you know, get out of here, I got this. And so you think you're about to get this bad-ass Deathstroke-Nightwing fight that should be happening at the end of an episode, not at the beginning, should be happening at the end, or maybe even midway through. And it's freaking, you're just thinking that there's gonna be this crazy, awesome fight, and, well... I don't know. It's like he, they start fighting and Dick Grayson does the cool things with the batons and then he gets like his freaking like ass kicked pretty quickly by Deathstroke. And right when you think he's about to get killed instead of having this epic moment where he's like fighting to the death and he actually beats Deathstroke. No, Ravager shows up, which is Deathstroke's daughter, and she starts saving the day and they fight together. And he, you know, Deathstroke thinks he's on her side, blah, 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 blah. And she joins Dick's side. We have this crazy like finding out about Jericho thing going on and like Dick Grayson's talking to Jericho and it's just like really weird and then so Dick Grayson doesn't even save the day freaking Ravager does and like she's the one that kills Deathstroke and he's like no but he gets over it so fast he gets over it so fast that she just killed Deathstroke and so he dies and then they're just like oh is he dead and he's like yeah he's dead uh we gotta go to that park over there because uh there's some shit going on So they go over to the park and just, I'm assuming, leave Deathstroke's (laughs) body there because nobody watches it. Maybe Ravager watched it, I guess, because she wasn't in the next scene. I guess not. Yeah, um, you're right. Yeah, so we'll we'll assume that she watched over the dead body, guys. And uh, they go to this next thing, and they they have this plan to stop Connor, right? They're trying to, like... And I hate it that it was, like, hokey here because, like, Don was all like... Oh, why don't you go talk to him? Because like Kryptonians and Themyscirian people, like Adon, your Bay, I love you, but comedy shouldn't have been in this area. Like they were just like, you're Themyscirian, don't y'all like hang out or something? Like go talk to him. And she's like, oh, I guess. And she's like, hey, blah blah. And I get that was just to be a setup, so like she's the one that could actually take a punch and survive it, um, which doesn't help because she can get hit by a Kryptonian, but uh, electricity is her downfall um, <laughs> later on. And, like, it's just so, it was so ridiculous. And so, you know, the whole fighting scene happens, like Clay said. Dawn is, like, giving this teddy bear to this girl. The thing's falling over. Everybody get out of there. And, yeah, you did think she's going to die. And, yeah, that was such a lame freaking ending um, to that. Well, no, actually, before that, when they save Connor, uh, 
how does Raven just automatically know when to control her powers? But this whole season, she's like, oh, I can't control them. They're getting so demonic. I don't know what's going on. And she's like turning gargoyles into living beings to murder people. But yet when they need her most, she's able to do it. And she's perfect at it. And like nothing goes wrong. I'm like, come on. And like, also, if she can heal shit, how about you bring Dawn back right then and there so we can finish the fucking episode? I with know. Her, you no, know no. What I mean? In season one, they <laughs> brought back a deer. Yeah. Like it had been shot and dead, and she brought yeah. it back to life. Yeah. So, like, okay, Dawn's got to go to Themyscira. Maybe she just wanted a vacation and Raven wanted out of there. So she's like, I'll bring her back <laughs> right when we land. Um, so that was kind of dumb. Uh, the one thing I will say was pretty dope was that Bruce Wayne was the one that cut off all the comm systems to the people that were trying to oh, sell. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was pretty dope because it's cool and not so cool that, you know, we've had Bruce Wayne this whole time, but he hasn't been Batman at all. Like, his disciples are dying over here, and he's all like, you got this one. <laughs> like, he's not even helping. Well, like, and and that's, <laughs> that's one thing that I had heard some people say is that they actually enjoy the fact that, like, this show isn't trying to make it like a Batman show. It is yeah, truly a and Titan I will agree show. With that. And it's like, yeah. okay, I'm still like the Bruce Wayne Batman like badass, but I'm gonna let mm. you figure everything out for yourself. Yeah. And I would appreciate that if it was just like, you know, and I get, you know, Batman does do tough love. I don't think he does it to the point where he's gonna let people die because that's kind of his whole vow is to try to save everybody. But, you know, if they had a talk like, hey, man, just like, let me figure this out on my own. Let me be my own person. I'd respect that a little bit more. And they kind of have those conversations, you know, but it's more of like, hey, you finally found yourself. Another thing that did not get solved in this fucking episode is one. He never gets called Nightwing when the show title is called Nightwing. He never gets called it. There's no explanation of the origin. Oh, the episode title was Nightwing. Yeah. 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 And there's no explanation of it. Like, Bruce could have been like, oh, you do realize that, you know, the myth you heard in the prison translate to Nightwing. Like, that's all he could have said. And he would have been like, oh, cool. Uh, but you know what? It's just also, I'm pretty sure Dick Grayson should know multiple languages. So he should know what it translates to. <laughs> um, but anyways, like, I mean, even then, you could have had Bruce been like, also on Krypton, on Krypton Clark has said that, you know, Nightwing, or whatever translates to Nightwing, blah, blah, blah. you could have done something like that, too, if you wanted to keep both origins. Um, but anyways, yeah, so there's no Nightwing name. And it just, yeah, the funeral was crap. Like, it was just, they're, like, they're putting her body onto a freaking plane. Like, nobody's sad. She did have the so- most sorry-ass death of all time. Like, it wasn't dramatic. She wasn't, like, screaming in pain. Like, if that was HBO filming that shit, they would have had a bunch of angles, close-up of her screaming, her skin would have been boiling and stuff, and she would have been dying. You would have felt that shit. But this one was like, oh, I'm holding it. I can barely hold it. I'm getting shocked. Oh, I'm dead. I'm going to take a nap. Like, it was it. And I was like, wow. <laughs> I've seen better YouTube deaths in freaking stuff than that. And, uh, and it sucks because I love her. Like, she's awesome. And I'm hoping my theory is right that, you know, Raven's going to bring her back and she's going to be the evil freaking uh, Donna Troy. And she'll be like one of their villains for the next season. And then they'll be like, we love you. And she's like, all right, I'm back. And then, you know, that's how it's going to probably end in season three. But I'll be like, hey, we got Donna Troy back. I'm totally cool with that. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. I hope they bring her back because I love her always posting with Mika Kelly on freaking uh, Instagram because they're like best buds or something like that. So I really hope we get to see them again. 
and that uh, she does come back and she comes back with a black suit, the black and gray suit, which would be really dope. Um, because I would like to see like a Trinity happen. You, you know, you have Connor, you're going to have Nightwing and then you could have her as the Wonder Woman. Yeah, for sure. That would be really dope. And, uh, hopefully they build to a bigger epic thing, but somebody needs to come in here and just let them, that, that is the one thing I think you can say about every DC universe show. The finales always end lacklusterly. Doom Patrol was amazing. Every episode was knock it out of the park great. And that ending was like, what? <laughs> like, it was just like, really? Like, they're all miniature? Like, what? Like, it was just really weird. And it just feels like there's always supposed to be an extra episode. And they're like, oh, shit, we lost the budget. Sorry, guys. Um, same thing with Swamp Thing. Unfortunately, that got canceled. That got canceled three episodes early. And so we that was supposed to branch out to farther things. I guess they tried to end it with what they could. But that show was great, too. And so, I don't know. The DC Universe needs to hook up with the people from... Well, I was going to say hook up with the people from Game of Thrones. But that ending wasn't so good, either. So, they need to get with somebody to figure out how to do finales. Because, yeah, this was very, very disappointing when it came to the end of this. And, um, yeah, I mean, I'm excited for Season 3. But I'm not excited for the finale that we'll get for Season 3. So... Yeah, I don't know, man. It's uh, we'll see, we'll see. Uh, maybe HBO will take it over though, and see what happens because uh, apparently everything's gonna get start getting shown on HBO Max now. Is from what it's being shown like. Um, let's just hope Star Girls doesn't suck because it's gonna be on CW. Yeah. So I'm kind of kind of worried about that, but it's Jeff Johns, so we'll see, we'll see what happens. But uh, I think that's going to be pretty much it for this podcast, you know. Unfortunately, uh, we're going to end it on the most disappointing episode of Titans this season. But uh, you know what? Hopefully there's a lot of bright future for the Batman universe coming. And uh, next week should be jam-packed. We'll be talking about the Birds of Prey trailer like we mentioned earlier. And it won't be on the next podcast, but hopefully we'll start getting some leaks about that Batman game. Because that award show is coming up pretty soon. Everybody's saying that it's going to get announced there. It'll probably be getting announced with you know being a PS5 release or whatever. But uh, yeah, some good things coming. This is episode 17 of the Batman News Weekly Podcast. We do appreciate you guys listening every week. Whether that be on YouTube or the podcast or however you get your listening pleasure. We really appreciate it. But as always, ladies and gentlemen, I am Juice Wayne. He is Fanboy Clay. Remember when you wake up in the morning, ask yourself something. I'm a daily dose of juice. See you guys next time.